gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Functional Medicine Research. I'm Dr. Hedberg. Today, I'm going to be talking about adrenal fatigue and whether it exists or not, whether it's a real condition. This is a term that's been used for many years by alternative medicine practitioners, but the question is, does it really exist? And this is a term that I've used over the years, and I use it on the website, and I mainly do that because there's so many people searching for adrenal fatigue, Uh, but just because I use it doesn't mean I subscribe to that term or that condition. So I did a full literature review to see what was out there, and there's a few papers to cover. The first one is called We Are Tired of Adrenal Fatigue by Ross et al. So right off the bat, you can pretty much figure out the author's position on this term. And this paper, it's not a necessarily a review, a clinical trial, any kind of analysis of any kind. It's just kind of a position paper. And so the authors start by outlining the adrenal fatigue theory and why it doesn't exist as a defined medical condition. So they do point out valid adrenal disorders like adrenal insufficiency. That's a real thing. And that's characterized by insufficient cortisol production after an ACTH stimulation test. So ACTH, adrenocorticotropic hormone, it's a hormone produced by the anterior pituitary and it signals the adrenal cortex to make cortisol. And so in this test, the patient is given a drug that stimulates the anterior pituitary to make ACTH. And then they check the cortisol levels. If they rise, no change, or if they, if, if they really don't produce much cortisol at all. And so they also talk about Addison's disease. And Addison's disease is true adrenal failure. That's an actual condition. Now, one study that they cite was really interesting. And what they found is that these subjects in the study who suffered from fatigue, they actually showed a greater rise in cortisol with an ACTH stimulation test. So that indicated excessive cortisol production when the adrenal gland was stimulated by ACTH. So it wasn't insufficient cortisol production in those with uh, fatigue. And so that's kind of an interesting finding. Normally, not normally, but the the long-term school of thought is that the fatigue is there because of insufficient cortisol production. And this particular study showed the opposite. And then another study that they quote, it actually found no difference in salivary cortisol levels taken throughout the day in two-thirds of healthy subjects compared to those who suffered from fatigue. 
So no no real difference there. And then they also mentioned DHEA, dehydroepiandrosterone sulfate. This is also a marker used for adrenal fatigue, but the research on that is pretty unreliable. Uh, part of that is because it's, it's difficult to get an accurate reading just based on a single blood or saliva test. You really have to look at all of the urinary markers and uh, the androgens and the byproducts of DHEA. And then really the, the biggest paper ever written on adrenal fatigue, this was a recent systematic review, and it's called Adrenal Fatigue Does Not Exist, a systematic review by Kategiani and Cater. And so you can already, again, the title of the paper kind of gives the, the position away of the authors and what they found. So right off the bat, they just say it doesn't exist. And so these authors, they searched 3,470 published papers, but only 58 of them fulfilled proper criteria for evaluation. Of the 58 studies, only 10 actually used the term adrenal fatigue, but none of them did any kind of testing to validate this false condition. Some studies tried to use the term, quote, burnout instead of adrenal fatigue, but there's no scientific evidence presented in any of those papers. So none of the studies in this review were able to validate any of the functional tests used to address adrenal hormone production. That includes cortisol and DHEA. And additionally, there's no valid information found in, in these tests to assess HPA axis dysfunction. That's kind of one of the hallmarks of adrenal fatigue is the practitioner runs a saliva test for cortisol and DHEA or urine. And if it comes back low, then they say you have adrenal fatigue. Now, the authors do rightly point out that anytime you have uh, suspected HPA axis dysfunction, you need to rule out the, this following list. Sleep apnea, true adrenal insufficiency, mental illness, overwork, night shift workers, other hormonal imbalances like thyroid, liver and kidney dysfunction, heart conditions, lung disease, and autoimmune disease. And so some practitioners, they're not adequately assessing each patient for all of the above that I just listed, and they just jump right into treatment of adrenal fatigue based on one of these tests. The other pitfalls of, of testing is that salivary cortisol does not test most of the adrenal cortisol output. Uh, last time I checked, the salivary cortisol, it's only going to be about 20% of adrenal cortisol output. So you're missing the other 80%. And that's where urine comes in because urine looks at... 80 plus percent of adrenal cortisol output and you also get to see all of the metabolites of the cortisol that's produced also you get to see cortisone and things like that i'd like to take a quick moment to make you aware of some important resources that are available to you 
The first is to make you aware that I not only see patients in my practice in Asheville, North Carolina, but I also have a virtual practice where I consult with patients worldwide through telehealth. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, we could consult through our telehealth software. The second resource is the resources page on my website, where I list all of the supplements and products I use both personally and in my practice. This can be found at drhedberg.com forward slash resources. And the third resource is for healthcare practitioners who want to learn functional medicine or improve their functional medicine skills. I offer online functional medicine courses at the Hedberg Institute, which is my online functional medicine education platform. You can see all the courses I offer at hedberginstitute.com and sign up to watch a sample course video at no charge. That's hedberginstitute.com. And now back to the show. So the authors conclude that there's no demonstrated evidence that adrenal fatigue is a real condition. And so their two final statements are, number one, quote, the results of previous studies were contradictory using all the methods for assessing fatigue and the HPA axis. Number two, quote, the most appropriate methods to assess the HPA axis were not used to evaluate fatigue. So it's pretty clear from reviewing that paper that the methodology in all of those studies reviewed was very poor and it did not provide any valid scientific support of adrenal fatigue. So there isn't a single study that exists, a well-done study that indicates that this is an actual condition. So I just want to mention corticosteroids because this I think it was popular more popular years ago and then and then physicians figured out that this really wasn't the way to go or patients weren't doing so well. Uh but this is the use of corticosteroids and this is usually prescribed by a lot of integrative practitioners. These are oral corticosteroids to treat adrenal fatigue and these can have many negative consequences. So Anyone who takes a corticosteroid is going to immediately have an improved sense of well-being and energy. And it doesn't really matter what condition they have. That could be a healthy person. So this gives the false impression that this is an effective treatment or that the patient needed it. But corticosteroids like that, they can lead to osteoporosis, glaucoma, myopathy, which is muscle disorders, insomnia, psychiatric disorders, cardiovascular disease, and metabolic disorders. So many, many side effects there from long-term use. And it can be difficult to come off of these corticosteroids the longer someone has been taking them. So this is a big problem in integrated medicine today is the use of corticosteroids for so-called adrenal fatigue. So unfortunately, I do see a fair number of patients who come into the office believing they have adrenal fatigue, and it's usually because another practitioner told them, or they read, of course, they read it on the internet, so it must be true. And so they believe that they have it. You'll see some various questionnaires out there that have no validity. And so there's no doubt that there's such a thing as HPA axis dysfunction. That's the hypothalamic 
pituitary adrenal axis. There's a lot of things that can affect that, like stress and trauma, all kinds of things. But that doesn't lead to adrenal glands not making enough hormone, which is the claim of adrenal fatigue. Adrenal insufficiency or Addison's disease, as I mentioned previously, those are actual real conditions where there is insufficient adrenal hormone production. Uh, but those require uh, specific testing like the ACTH test and treated through a conventional medical approach. So as far as adrenal hormone testing, you can do a Dutch test through a lab that I use called, called Precision Analytical. I very, very rarely do urine uh, and saliva testing. Now, the bulk of the test is urine because you get the actual hormones and the metabolites of the hormones. The saliva was just kind of added to get uh, the uh, awake cortisol awakening response just to see if you're noticing a big jump there. But mainly it's the urine that you're looking at uh, in that test. And so the saliva is just an add-on. And the, the urinary testing will tell you if there is some kind of adrenal insufficiency. and But you'd want to investigate that further for true adrenal insufficiency or Addison's disease. And the interpretation of, of the Dutch test, it can also give you information like, is there ongoing inflammation? Is there a thyroid issue? Is there insulin resistance? So there is some additional information there you can gather from that test, but you can usually gather that from some basic blood work. Now, if you do have HPA axis dysfunction, then it needs to in be investigated why you have that. And so that could be your trauma history, uh, your gut health, insulin resistance, thyroid health, metabolic acidosis, dietary factors like your protein, carbohydrate ratios, insomnia, if you're getting too much exercise or too little, pretty much anything you can think of that stresses the body, chronic infection, food sensitivity, anything that can stress the body uh, is going to affect the HPA axis. So the key is figuring that out and the HPA axis will take care of itself. Adrenal adaptogens are helpful, and I do have an article on my favorite adrenal adaptogens. So it's, it's really unhealthy to cling to a label of a particular condition, but it's even worse if that condition doesn't exist. So if you've been told that you have adrenal fatigue or you've read some articles online or you've taken one of these questionnaires, it, it, the best thing to do is to let go of that label and move on to figuring out why you're actually not feeling well. And so you need to work with a functional medicine practitioner who takes a real science-based approach and understands the pitfalls of these tests. So you're not paying for unnecessary testing and supplements to address something that, that doesn't exist. So hopefully that'll give you a kind of a new lease on life and you can move on to figuring out what's really causing your issues. And so that's what the latest uh, science shows. 
And uh, I do link to all of those studies on the website. Just go to drhedberg.com and search for adrenal fatigue. And uh, this article will be the first one that pops up. And uh, you can look at those studies if you need to. I hope that was helpful. Take care, everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg, and I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode. 